The Holistic Jam Podcast is for open-minded people who understand there is a very real and powerful force of complementary and holistic therapies available to help you to take control of your own well-being and are interested in using this force to move forward in their life. Hello and welcome to my very first episode of The Holistic Jam. By the way of introduction, my name is Anita Denise. I'm a psychic medium and also an animal communicator with over 20 years experience. The purpose of my podcasts, along with invited guests, will be to take you on an alphabetical journey from A to Z of all things holistic and esoteric. There is an abundance of spiritual subjects available that can help us with our own personal development and growth. Awareness is the key to change. However, one size does not fit all and what works for me may not work for you. Today, we'll be starting with the letter A for animal communication. And is animal communication really possible? Well, actually, yes, it is. You may wonder why animal communication is important. It is important because it helps to enhance the relationship that you have with your own animals. The majority of us who share our home and life with an animal will already be communicating with them regularly, even though you may not be aware you are doing so. Your tone of voice, the expression on your face and the energy you are giving, happy, sad, frustrated, your animal will be able to pick up on all of this information. I often walk down the road and talk to my dogs out loud. The neighbours probably think that I am a little strange. Every species will have its own way of communicating with its own kind. The common language that we have when we are communicating and connecting with our own animals is a language of thoughts and feelings. Animals just like us are sentient beings. They feel hot, they feel cold, they feel sad, they get hungry. They have emotional, physical and mental needs no different from our own. I like to describe animal communication as a heart-to-heart connection where you send unconditional love to the animal you wish to communicate with. Animals always work purely from unconditional love, so that heart-to-heart connection. And then a mind-to-mind communication whereby we share our thoughts and feelings from an exchange from mind-to-mind. Telepathy. Some of you may be aware of the word telepathy and what it means. Some of you may even be sceptical of telepathy. But basically this is how the communication takes place. Now telepathy is an ancient word and basically has two parts to it. Tele meaning to transfer information empathy to feel so basically when this mind-to-mind telepathy exchange takes place 
It purely is about sending and receiving signals, if you like, of frequency to and from A, your animal, and B, yourself. Now, science tells us that everything is energy, and as so, everything will have its own certain frequency. This is just the same for our feelings, and the same for the animal who also experiences feelings of joy, happiness, loneliness, or sadness. These particular feelings, emotions, will all have their own unique frequency, and that is no different from the animal or to ourselves. And this is basically what we pick up with on the energy when we are communicating with the animals. It purely is a process of sending and receiving frequencies of energy through the mind-to-mind connection. And that is how animal communication works. Now you may be thinking, I'd like to do this, but I don't think I am able to. Well, animal communication is something that we all have the ability to do. And you need to look at it as learning a new language. Because if you was attempting to learn any new language that you were unfamiliar with, to be truly proficient, it would probably take you at least a year, if not two years. So when trying to communicate or connect with your own animal, just be patient because the ability is there. And I'm sure you've probably sat there many a time looking at your own animal and asking yourself, I wonder what they would say or I wonder what they are thinking. I have never yet met an animal that does not want to speak or communicate. Some animals are more gregarious than others, just like us. You get chatterboxes. You may get people that are very shy. Animals are no different. And it just, again, is patience and understanding. I would define animal communication as a language of thoughts and feelings through a method of sending and receiving information from mind-to-mind communication or telepathy. And this takes place using your own senses, what you see, what you feel, what you hear, what you know. You may find an image just comes into your mind. You may get a physical feeling in your body. You may get an emotion that comes over you. You may even get a taste or a smell that your animal is relayed to you. When we do have a conversation with our animals, it tends to be a lot less cluttered than when we speak to our own counterparts, our friends, family members. The conversation is much more raw, much more simplistic and clearer. If they're cold, they're cold. If they're hungry, they're hungry. They will share images with you. They will share memories with you. Because we tend to have a very analytical brain, our mind wants to have so much information and detail. So be careful when communicating with your own animals 
not to have expectations that are so high that you feel you are unable to get clear information because the information they will give you will be more like snippets thoughts of feelings and memories the information will be far more raw then let's say for an example a conversation with a neighbor how can we best use animal communication to support our animals with the rescue animal we can speak to them about their past and why they may behave in a certain manner we can check in with an animal to how they're feeling with regards to pain and discomfort and what help they may need obviously if they need veterinary help that is the utmost important we can check in to find out fussy eaters why maybe they have gone off their food we can check in on their mindfulness maybe they are feeling a little low in their cells are they needing anything is there something that may be bothering them at this time changes to environment can be quite upsetting for any animal maybe a member of the family has moved out change of house new location again being able to communicate with an animal can help to support them to understand what is going on in their life and maybe this is only just for a short period of time if not it's going to be more of a permanent change then you can discuss and reassure the animal you know that things generally will be staying pretty much the same even though it's been a change of personal circumstance within the home bereavement can also be a big factor for many animals they may have lost a family member and unaware of why that person is no longer coming home they also do grieve for other animals within the same home so being able to discuss with an animal what's happened what is going on can also help the animal to come to terms with their own loss animal communication can also be used for lost or missing animals even though this is rather a difficult area to be working with and communicating in it can still be done however when working with lost or stolen animals we have to bear in mind the mental well-being of the animal because they will not be necessary in a good space emotionally lost missing and will be missing their humans so sometimes information when trying to communicate with a lost animal can not always be very clear added to this the animal also tends to be on the move again which can make it challenging to try and locate where the animal actually is having said this it can be done and i often find visualization works very well when working with lost or missing animals as animals are very visual and when it is time to say goodbye communication tips number one is preparation two quietening the mind three intention and respect four permission
five, trust. Six, go with the flow. And seven, giving your thanks. Preparation is purely just about finding a time and place that works well for you to do your communication. There's no point trying to sit and connect with an animal if your mind is thinking about housework, shopping, homework. And also if the house is very busy, you need to find a space, a place in the home or outside where you know this is where you're going to be sit and prepared to connect with your chosen animal. The next one is quieting the mind, which can be challenging for the best of us, including myself. But if you're very good at meditation and mindfulness, you may find that you're halfway there. It's very important, probably the most important aspect of animal communication is to find the quiet mind where your mind truly is in the here and now, the present. You're far better to spend five minutes of quality time where your mind is quiet than 15, 20 minutes of a forced time where your mind is everywhere else buying with the animal you wish to work with. Intention and respect. This is basically you setting your intention in your mind to connect and communicate with the animal you wish to communicate with. And respect is respect of the animal and respecting the information that that animal gives to you. Even though it may be your own animal that you wish to connect with and communicate with, you should always ask permission because they may not necessarily want to speak to you about a particular topic on a chosen day. That's not to say don't try again, but it's having the respect of the animal and respecting their wishes and their needs and also respecting the information they give you as it may not necessarily be something you want to hear. Having set your intention and respecting what you're going to be shown, feel or told, just trust. The animal has given you permission to connect and communicate with them and just trust the information from that mind to mind that you receive telepathically. You may images in your mind you may sense a feeling and knowing you may even be able to taste or smell something within your mind sometimes it's good to actually allow yourself to write the information as you receive it and as the information starts to take place the exchange sending and receiving starts to come from the animal just go with the flow just relax and be aware of what you see what you hear what you smell 
allow yourself 10 to 15 minutes when you feel comfortable to sit there and when you feel the communication has come to a close don't forget to say thank you another area where animal communication can have a profound effect is communicating and connecting with animals that have passed over to the spirit world it is no different connecting with an animal that has passed the spirit world than an animal that is still in the physical body as energy never dies and the animals in the spirit world will still come through sharing memories of their life down here in the physical body and sometimes sharing who they are now with in the world of spirit. Animals ask for so little of us and yet they give us so much and just to be able to communicate with your own animal is such an amazing and wonderful thing to be able to do and you truly do not need to do years of training just to have some time to sit quietly and trust in the information that the animal is there sharing with you. The more that I communicate and connect with the animal kingdom, a number of questions come up from the people, the animals that I have connected with. One of the questions that is coming up more often is do animals reincarnate? Yes, I truly believe they do. I actually have a dog with me now that has so many likenesses to a previous animal that I had that I do not doubt for one moment that animals can relocate back into a new body. Another question is I have been asked and really the two go hand in hand does an animal have a soul and all living creatures have a soul that is my belief and you need the soul to be able to reincarnate in to another body when the time is right. And a slightly different question I get asked by people who are considering connecting and communicating with their own animals is what if I eat meat? Well, I do not have an opinion on what a person wants to eat in their daily life. But what I will say is that eating meat will not actually affect your communication as animals themselves do eat meat to survive so with that I'd like to say to you thank you for listening until my next episode where I will be discussing with you B for the bark flower remedies if you have enjoyed today please do subscribe to the holistic jam podcast by anita denise
Thank you for listening to the Holistic Jam podcast. If you have enjoyed listening, please do let me know by leaving a review. And do not forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You are welcome to join my animal communication group on FB Animal Communication with Anita Denise. I would love you to follow me on my social media platforms at Anita at Denise. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. If you would like to book a reading or any of my other services, you can find more details over at www.anitadenise.com. 